0: Can y'all hear Break me? Down? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That is the first time y'all have acknowledged me. So I did not know whether or not you guys could hear me. We but can now. There we go. Okay. I
1: will I will say that's like one of the worst feelings when we're recording and you're like, hello, hello, and no one is <laughs> saying anything. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we don't hate you. We just didn't hear you. Now Can we can't you, hear you. All. Now we
0: can't hear you. If you're talking, we cannot hear you. Which I'm pretty sure you're talking probably. What's going on everybody out there in the podcast waves? We are back with episode 16 of the FL FFFL. Podcast. It's your host Matthew Honeycutt, and we are here again with our co host John Lassie and William Myers. What's going on, fellas?
1: Doing good. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. We took off a week uh, for Christmas. Um, it's funny we didn't even actually text about recording. Um, I guess it was just understood. It was just understood. Um, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna take a bye last week, but um, we didn't record, so uh, we're back at it here, episode sixteen. Feeling good, had a good Christmas. Feeling sad that fantasy football is almost over, but it's always always a good time talking uh, football with you guys.
0: For sure, William.
1: We're having we some are... de- technical difficulties with Will. Um, might he sounds like he might not be might not be on.
0: We hope that he will join in. Will just talk whenever you whenever you can. We'll respond to you. But we're going to try to get rolling just to try to get into the podcast a little bit. Um so John, take it away. Tell us a little bit about Pod Stats.
1: Yeah, so we uh have 260 plays all time. That's up from 252 from our last time, which makes sense. We didn't do an episode last week and our our most recent episode before this one, you know, was right before Christmas and you know, people were family and didn't have time to, to listen, which I get. Um I actually didn't listen um either. And um Will this is just in from Will. He's gonna text in his thoughts. So uh, we'll we'll do our best, Will. If you wanna Will, this is uh for you if you want to try to rejoin Anchor, you can try that one more time, but otherwise we could do the text thing. Um, anyway, we are still at a, a estimated audience of 16, so feeling good about that. And don't forget, as always, um, hasn't been. Um, we haven't been as active on the social medias, but uh, you can still give us a follow, flfffl underscore pod. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Send us a DM or a mailbag question, or you can email us at flfffl.pod at gmail.com. And Will is not one of our 16 estimated audience listeners. He he doesn't listen to fantasy football podcasts. If you haven't gotten that from any of our closing remarks on any of our 15 episodes to date.
0: That is correct. That is correct. Um, What's correct? That you and don't listen you don't to fantasy listen. football podcasts. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. Yes, so you're not one of our 16 unique listeners. Anyways, what I was about to say at the very beginning is it is sad when fantasy football is coming to an end, but it's actually super exciting when you're in the finals. So It is. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say never... how long we could get in the podcast before that was brought up. but
1: And technically we got maybe 15 seconds because he tried to say it at the very beginning.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh.
1: So... I wouldn't know what it's like to be – to be in the finals, but I do know what it's like to be in the playoffs. Not this year. This is my first year missing the playoffs in our league, but um, yeah, I've never made it past the second round. So.
0: Yeah. Well um, it is great to be back this week, talking about fantasy football, maybe real quick. We will tell the audience and we haven't even really talked about this, but we're going to be covering our championship and fantasy football for the playoffs for the first two rounds this week. And then probably we will do a recap of the whole season next week, just to kind of wrap everything up, maybe do some player awards, figure out who wins rookie of the year and all that stuff. Um, And then that will be it for the first season of the FL FFL podcast. It'll be in the books probably. So, Um, We just appreciate everyone hanging in with us and talking some fantasy football or listening about fantasy football. But to go ahead and get into the content for this week, John, do you want to hit us with your quick takeaway from last week?
1: I would love to. So, uh I got this uh from Twitter. Um again, that's a big a big thing that I look look at for for um takeaways here. So, I'm going to do a little bit of a comparison and um will if you if we can't hear you, you can just text in who you think each one of these guys is. So, these are two wide receivers. Wide receiver A, uh this is season, you know, see, this season to date. Um 58 uh receptions on 92 targets, 821 yards, five touchdowns eight end zone targets and his average depth of target is 13.7 yards wide receiver b is 96 receptions on 125 targets 941 yards five touchdowns two end zone targets and average depth of target of seven yards
0: and just to clarify these are both receivers
1: they're both receivers they're both receivers yes
0: okay So I I think I know who wide receiver A is. I think A is um, St. Brown, Detroit Lions, Um, just because the receptions are down on that player. But this guy has been super hot the last four or five weeks. So that's my guess for wide receiver A, wide receiver B. I have no idea who this could be. I'm just going to throw somebody out there. Um Tyler Boyd probably hasn't, probably hasn't had that many receptions, but.
1: Okay. William, are you going to text in or can you hear us?
0: Changing it. Stefan Diggs. That's my last final.
1: Will hasn't texted in, so I'm assuming he either can't hear us or. Okay. Will is guessing DK Metcalf and. Do, 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 do. It is neither of the guys you've mentioned. And so it is not any of those guys you've mentioned. It's not DK Metcalf. It is not um, Satan Brown. It is not Diggs. Wide receiver A, is, these are two rookies. Okay. Wide mm-hmm. receiver A is Devante Smith.
0: Yeah. Okay. And
1: wide receiver B is Jalen Waddell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, I just thought it was super. It was interesting, you know. They, I mean, obviously Jalen Waddle has way more receptions and and yards, but both have five touchdowns. Uh, J, you know, Devontae Smith has a lot more end zone targets. Jalen Waddle isn't really being targeted in the end zone. Um, Will says then, he
0: could. He swore one of them was Terrence Marshall.
1: Terrace Marshall and Terrence no, Marshall. Marshall stinks. Um. But LSU has he has a few other LSU has some other good wide receivers, but Terrace Marshall is not one of them. Definitely not. Um, and then Jalen, the the other thing is their average depth of target. I mean, they're not targeting. Which, I, if you watch the Dolphins and if you watch the Eagles, you know this um, just by watching the game script. But they target Smith way downfield. They don't target Waddle downfield that much. I mean, he's doing a lot of yeah. short routes, crossing routes, you know, slants, things like that. Um, so just interesting. They're both both great football players. Um, Waddle has been super hot lately. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was, that was kind of interesting. I'm sure those two guys will be compared for most of their career.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Waddle has just been killing it the last four weeks that he's played. 20, 29, 18, 25. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy from Waddle. Could he be the rookie of the year?
1: Uh, I still think that's kind of recency bias, um, but we'll see. I mean it you know, I don't know. Uh I he's mean, in the it... conversation for sure. I will who, say who, this. Who's in
0: that conversation? Najee, Jamar Najee, Yeah,
1: Jamar for sure, Najee and Jalen Waddell has gotta be in there. Um if you're talking relative to position, maybe Kyle Pitts, but he's I don't think he's been great from a fantasy perspective and that's what we're talking about fantasy rookie of the year, not mm-hmm. just, you know, um, what you know, any not not football rookie of the year. Um, so probably those guys. Let's see what Will said. He can't even hear us anymore. Uh, yeah, he looks like he dropped off. Um, I will say when I saw Kyle Pitts made the Pro Bowl. At first, I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" He's been terrible this year, but he has almost a thousand receiving yards. Um, and so. Makes you know makes sense. He also he only has one touchdown though, which is kind of lame. But um, I was after looking at some of his stats, I was like, oh, um, I guess it's okay. He made the Pro Bowl as a rookie.
0: Man, that's crazy though to think that you would give that to him as a rookie.
1: Yeah, it just seems like he's
0: I mean, the fifth. He's the fifth best tied in in fantasy. As I'm looking at the list right now, so yeah. there's not a ton of options, but right. It's just crazy to think that maybe over a veteran who's playing better, or maybe like a Dawson Knox or a Zach Ertz or a Dallas Goddard might I mean, even
1: Dalton Schultz seems like he's been better than than Kyle Pitts. Oh, maybe, he has. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's ranked the four. We'll we we'll go through this in the top fours, but Dalton Schultz is ranked the number four tight end right now. Yeah. So that's just crazy to think. He snuck in there. I think it's a little – I think people just like – Uh, like him. He's flashy.
1: Will, this is a a statement from Will uh, Myers here. He says, just say I refuse myself from this one because I'm in the championship and I need to mentally prepare. He picks the girlies to win it all and he's sticking with it. He picked the girlies to win it all. He's sticking with it. They're a really good team and I think he thinks they win. His strategy to trade into the finals worked and now he has a shot he thinks his key will be if he can get 20 to 30 from his running backs uh he'll have a good shot so that that is for our league mostly not really fantasy but in general um that's will sorry will we couldn't get it to work well um, yeah
0: bummer we couldn't have him on here but hopefully we can have him um next week as we wrap up the season um uh, all right well let me let's hop in let me talk share my takeaway real quick and we, we'll share wills because we have it here yeah Um, so let, let's do that real fast so will put down his takeaway was mark uh andrews is on a tear what a crazy past few weeks he's had really has separated himself from kelsey uh being in the two spot and him being in the one spot i mean there is 34 point difference yeah it's crazy one and two So um, I've actually gotten the benefit of having Mark Andrews these past three weeks, and it has been incredible. Um, He's been awesome. So, um, and then Will second one was AJ Brown needs to stay on the field. He's a really good player. Man, he's just if he's on the field, he is a a dynamic receiver for the tight ends, and really helps the the, uh, helps the Titans. Excuse me, the Titans be a better team when he's in the game. So he's just been. In and out of the lineup and hurt out, so uh, yeah. hopefully he will get back um, because he's dynamite.
1: I think I saw I think I saw Field Yates tweet this week that the Titans need to throw it to AJ Brown on every play.
0: <laughs> I mean, he didn't he have thirty two points I believe this yeah, past week,
1: something like that, yeah.
0: Um, so I mean, when he's in the lineup, he plays well. So yeah, just throw it to him, especially because they don't have Derrick Henry. Yeah. So. Well, um, and then I'll move on to my takeaways real quick. So I have a question for you, um, okay as I was analyzing all the rosters from last week, there were two teams that had no players score over ten points during last week's or la- during last week's slate, okay Which two teams were they?
1: uh I'm gonna guess the Patriots and the Jaguars.
0: Okay, those are two really great guesses. Anybody, I think playing fantasy right now would probably put the Jaguars in there, but it was not the Jaguars. Who scored?
1: I well, I just figured it was Jags because I don't think Trevor Lawrence has been that great, and um, James Robinson got hurt, didn't he?
0: He did get hurt, but the backup they oh. they had a, they had some receivers in like fifteen points. So okay. the two teams, I would love to for Will to. To get to chime in on this one. But there's two teams last week that had only one. And and the crazy stat here, too, is each one of these teams only had one player that had even 10 points. So it wasn't like a team who had like 10 points, 10 points, 10 points. Right. They had one player each with 10 points. And that is Denver Broncos Yeah, and and the Saints.
1: Wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: They were, the Saints were bad last week. Yeah. So their total points, I was hoping that their total points would be below somebody, but they just scraped out above T. Higgins. The Saints had 45.8 points total.
1: <clears throat> wow. As a team combined. Including like their defense and everything.
0: Including everything. Wow. Their whole roster scored 45.8 points. And T. Higgins last week. Which I'm spoiling it, but you all should know. How many points did he have? He had forty-four
1: point four. Know,
0: forty-four, one point away from scoring. More which that's than,
1: that's with our scoring system, which we give bonuses for a true. point bonus for a hundred over a hundred yards receiving, but still.
0: Which, yeah. <clears throat> so, anyways, I think that was just crazy. They so I think wow. for the Denver Broncos, uh, Javonta Williams had ten points, and then for the Saints. Oh, who was it? I don't even. Wow. Think it was
1: I didn't. I didn't watch a ton of NFL because just of Christmas being f- and family being here. But um, Williams scored a touchdown and he didn't get over ten. At least I thought. I thought I saw a highlight of him scoring a touchdown. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to pull it up real fast. And so. Well, Jordan Humphrey had 10 points wow. for a wide receiver for the Saints. And then for the Broncos, it, I'm pretty sure it was Devontae Williams. If I can find it. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. He had 10 points. So he might have gotten in the end zone. but Yeah. Yeah, he did have a touchdown, but he had seven attempts for 12 yards. Wow. And he had two catches for eight yards. Still wow. Only, only 10 points. Man. Crazy. So, anyways, just really rough, really rough weeks for the Saints and the Broncos um, from this past week. So, if you were in the playoffs and you had some of those players, like maybe Jerry Judy, I mean, maybe Cortland Sutton was in your flex. Melvin Gordon had one point. Just rough. And then the Saints, Camara, did really bad. I think he had three points. So just a rough showing from those two teams.
1: I uh, I texted Will that question. He guessed the Bears, which is probably another good guess. Yeah. But you said it was the um, Broncos and the Saints.
0: Yeah, Broncos and Saints. He well, guessed Bears
1: and Texans. Yeah.
0: Bears and Texans, which those are great, great. Yeah. Choices. But Cooks had enough for the Texans. I think, no, Burkhead Burkhead had a huge week last week for the Texans. He had like 29 points, right?
1: Uh, I don't know. I didn't see that.
0: Yeah. He went off. Um, but all,
1: You said all the Saints almost didn't outscore T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Correct. Wow.
0: That is correct. So... That, are, that is our takeaways from last week, and then we're going to kind of run through top fours, but I do want to kind of get some feedback on uh, where all these people are falling. So quarterbacks for top fours, we have Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and then Matthew Stafford drops out of the top four. In RBs, we have Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, and Najee Harris, and Lenny dropped out. Such a bummer to see him go on the IR um, because he's just usually so good in the playoffs for fantasy football. Um, Wide receivers, top fours, we have Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and Tyreek Hill drops out of the top four. And then tied in, we have number one at Mark Andrews, like we talked about before, and he has a pretty large lead on Travis Kelsey that's at two, and then George Kittles at three. And then Dalton Schultz is number four, which I mean, if you've been watching the Cowboys, as me as much as me and John probably watch the Cowboys because we're Cowboys fans, um, it, Dak just throws it to him all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's like every other play, he's throwing that little uh, little hook for like eight yards to Dalton Schultz. Yeah, and it works. So I mean, he's had a great year. I think everybody was really high on. Um, oh gosh, I, I forgot, uh, Blake Jarwin. I think he actually yeah. got drafted in our league and he was on some people's draft boards and now Dalton yeah. Schultz has kind of played or has played way over his expectation for sure. And then I was going to throw this crazy crazy little stat out there because we're Cowboys fans. So the Cowboys <laughs> D is technically the sixth best tight end
1: Oh, wow. Sixth best tight end. Yes. Okay. That's what you mean. That's crazy. And then,
0: so, um, because of their points, they have 158 points. So, they're wow. number one for defenses, which, John, when can we ever say that the Cowboys have been number one in defense? Oh,
1: my gosh. I know. It's crazy. It's, they're a turnover mm-hmm. machine this this year. It's
0: is, been so awesome to watch. I mean, yeah. it's so fun. Um, so, I think number five is um, Hawkinson for tight ends. I believe
1: Pitts. Pitts. Sorry. Hawkinson went on IR like a that's, couple right. Weeks that's left, right. So, so Pitts trumps. is four.
0: And then um, the cow, Cal- technically if the Cowboys were a tight end, they would be the sixth best. <laughs> tight end. So then that's I'm going to play this out. The Cowboys D is the 25th best running back which that is nuts if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, that's flex consideration for the Cowboys defense. Seriously. Um, And then they're the 33rd best wide receiver. And so especially these past four weeks um, has been insane for them. I'm going to read it real fast. They've had 14 points, 24 points, 13 points, 26 points. I mean, that's like a – Anybody on your roster, you would hope they'd get you that many points each week. Yeah, and so, I mean, and the other crazy thing for the Cowboys D is they have not scored negative in the negative all season, which yeah. is is typical for a defense.
1: Yeah, that's true. I was just looking at their past games. They're kind of they are kind of boomer bust. Um, you know, they're I mean, they're either. Sc- getting you like you know they have a, a, two games with zero three games with four a game with six a game with seven so like they're either getting you pretty low points or they're like getting you 12 13 22 26 points
0: and i will say i mean they have not played anybody these past four weeks so they played the yeah. saints the redskin or washington football team twice uh, twice and the giants so Yeah,
1: they scored fifty points against Washington.
0: Yeah, ugly. I mean, they should have scored way more than that. But yeah, anyways. So I just thought that was crazy to throw the Cowboys D in at the tight end position, sixth best tight end, twenty fifth best running back, thirty third best receiver. That's crazy. Crazy. So as we kind of uh, span out and look at these top fours, what's a surprise to you? Any what's maybe the one or two surprises?
1: Um, Justin Herbert being that high I mean I, I, I definitely really? would have Really, I mean to be number two to me I mean yeah I traded I traded away Justin Herbert for Kyler Murray I would totally expect like if you would have told me who has a higher chance of being QB2 at the end of the year I would have put money on Kyler Murray over Justin Herbert yeah um, but, but
0: I mean those injuries and stuff
1: well no I know I'm just saying I, into it,
0: I know but you said
1: what's the surprise by the end of the year you know, I, I I mean, yeah, you're right. Kyler might might be up there if not for injuries. I'm just saying in general. And uh, you know, like our be- our good friend Will Meyer says, the best ability is availability. So, mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert is available. Um, so I think that's that's a a huge. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the running backs. There's been so many injuries to to so many running backs that it's you know, like it it allows room for Joe Mixon and Najee Harris to be up there. I yeah. don't think that those guys are up there if if we have. Derrick Henry and CMC for full seasons, you know, things like that. Um, I mean, those are just two guys, not to mention the, all the running backs that got hurt in Baltimore, who knows where, I mean, they may not be top four guys, but you know what I mean? Um, receivers looks pretty standard. Uh, and then tight ends. I mean, like we talked about Mark Andrews has just been taking it away, um, over, you know, Travis Kelsey has been, he's been good, but nowhere near the dominance that we've seen in the past from him. So, um, Yeah, I'd say of all of those, though, to me, biggest surprise from what I would have expected beginning of the season or preseason, it'd be Justin Herbert at number two, I think.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Dalton Schultz is the biggest.
1: Yeah, that's that's In my mind.
0: And we'd already talked about him a little bit before, but I don't know. I mean... I hear what you're saying, but I think I would go a different direction because Justin Herbert was drafted really high as a quarterback in most leagues. And so yeah, I mean, I
1: wonder what his AVP was in our draft. He was, um,
0: he was probably the third or fourth, maybe.
1: I don't, I don't think so because I, I know, I I wanted to take like, like Dak or Russell. I took, I drafted him and I wanted to take Dak or Wilson.
0: Oh, so he was probably seventh or eighth then. Yeah.
1: hmm.
0: Tom Brady, I took him
1: around seven um, at the beginning of round seven. So okay. he was at least like he was taken after Russell, after Lamar, Dak, Kyler, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. So he was probably, uh yeah, seventh. I think I just listed okay. six guys there. So,
0: yeah. Well, and then I think the other Najee Harris, I knew he was going to get a lot of volume. And so he he probably isn't a huge surprise. Joe Mixon, I think, I just, he's on my no draft list and, and maybe he's working his way off of it. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't think he would be the number three running back. Uh, yeah. I, there are a ton of injuries, which I totally get, but he has also played well enough to to be up there. If you look at his numbers... Um, yeah. Two two hundred 275 points. Um, now if we had a healthy Derek, a healthy Derek Henry, if Dalvin Cook had not missed so many games, CMC, CMC, I mean, there's a lot of guys that would be up there. So, yeah, I don't know. Those would be the ones that kind of stick out to me. Um, on that No, you're
1: right. You're for sure right on Dalton Schultz. I don't, I don't think anybody would have predicted. I mean, he went undrafted. I'm sure he was oh, average yeah. average undrafted. So, um, you know, across all of ESPN leagues, I bet he was he averaged being undrafted. So um, you're, you're right there, 100%. There's no chance he, anybody would have guessed he would be top
0: four. Yeah. Well, and then, okay, this is the crazy part, um, or a crazy thing. Zeke is currently the number six running back. Which that if something. you for for us too as Cowboys fans watching the Cowboys, you would not think that. No, watching the games. Um, but, but I mean, looking
1: at looking at his games, he's only had three games under under double digits, and he's averaging sixteen points a game. So his three games under double digits, and then he's had like three games at of like eleven, twelve, and twelve. And besides that, he's been really solid. So.
0: Yeah, he he just doesn't look like the same guy though that we used to watch and who used to be a top three running back,
1: for sure. But he, I also I also think he is what I've learned about Zeke and and watching him, and he he is a different kind of running back. He is a he's not a he's not flashy. Like he's not going to get you long gains a lot. You know, like he doesn't break out really long runs like an Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler or Jonathan Taylor might. He grinds out these runs like he's getting three four or five yards at a time and like just a ton of carries you know what I mean and so um at least most of the time, I I feel like I don't know I literally don't know the last time I've seen I saw Zeke run for more than 10 yards
0: I don't know he had his he had one this last week I think he had like a, a 15 to 20 yard run and that was the longest I'd seen him run in in maybe two seasons felt
1: yeah like. <laughs> right that's what I'm talking about it's like beside, yeah. I mean Minus that game, that run. I don't know if I don't know if he's hit a ten yard run, a ten plus yard run this season. You know what I mean? I'm sure he yeah. has, but
0: not not many. Yeah. Um, but it's when he first came in the league or when he was at Ohio State. I felt like he was that guy though, like top flight speed, and he's just kind of changed a little bit. Um, but, anyways, I thought that was interesting for a guy who doesn't really feel like he's played well, but still is the number five running back.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think everyone else is kind of where they're supposed to be. I mean, maybe a, a Justin Jefferson or Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel. I think that's kind of a shock.
1: Shocker. Yeah. Debo is for Debo is cause, cause he, I think people didn't really know what he w- would be this season. He was, he was really hyped to last season, but just had injuries. Um, and he stayed pretty healthy this season. Justin Jefferson. I don't think that's a surprise. I mean, he, he, had a strong showing towards the end. Of, I mean, he really rocketed up last season towards yeah, the end of the year. Um, he and Jalen Waddle, I feel like kind of have, have had similar rookie years. Um, uh, and so, you know, I, that's not as big of a surprise to me. Tyreek Hill dropping out is, I mean, you expect him to be in the top four, uh, but the Kansas city offense has not been super great this year. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and what's kept Debo in there is his running ability.
1: Yes. I yeah. mean,
0: the last the last five games, let's see. He has had a touchdown in one, two, three, four, five, five of his last six games. And one of those, yeah. he had two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, 36, 79, 66, 37, 29, 32. That's a – and – over five carries in all those games. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's really what's helped him kind of get up there in that top. Yeah, cause that's true. And Because they've been hurt for running backs. Yeah. having haven't had anybody. So, um, that are our top fours for this week in fantasy football. We'll see how it shapes up after this last week. At least for our league, it's the last week. There may be some leagues – like you remember what we used to do, where we had the double championship week, or we had two weeks back to back.
1: Yeah, that was the before I joined. I think.
0: Okay. Which I really like that. I think it just shows consistency and it shows the ability I mean, you got to you got to overall win the two weeks. Yeah. Uh, like average score and stuff, but. Um,
1: when you did that, could you change your lineup after the set or for the second week?
0: Yes, you could. Okay. They were locked in just like they normally are. And then it would just add your points together. So there wasn't a gotcha. win for each week. Right. It was just a total score over the two weeks. Gotcha. So pretty interesting. And it made it just kind of uh be a little bit more kind of consistent across the board. Yeah. Um that is the top fours. Let's go to some top performers from last week.
1: Let's do it. Why don't I I'll do I'll talk through Will's and then you can go through yours and then I'll do mine. Perfect. So, Will wanted to give a shout-out to Devontae Adams. He's a big name. Yes. He's ranked number two, I think, in wide receivers like we just talked about. Um, but he had a monster, monster game. Uh, Will specifically said Merry Christmas to those fantasy man- managers who had Devonte Adams. He had 10 catches on 13 targets, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and he actually had a big drop. I mean, they ended up winning the game. I don't know if you watched that game, but they, he had a big drop that mm. could, should have sealed the game. It was right to him, hit him in the hands, very unlike him. Um, but still, he had, a, he had a great game.
0: Yes, big week. Uh, Will, you're welcome. You're welcome for him. He's yeah. probably going to help Will win the league. But anyways,
1: don't speak that into
0: existence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go with my top performers and I'm just going to give it to the Bengals. Uh, And their their top three performers, T. Higgins with 44.4 points. Man, what a week. I was trying to pull up his stat line. Um, Let's see. 12 receptions on 13 targets, 194 yards, two touchdowns. Wow, man, what a week! Almost got to the extra point for the two hundred. I mean, that was crazy. And like I said, if he would have got that, he'd have outscored all the the Saints. (laughs) Uh, And then we have Joe Burrow, forty point one points. Man, I had him as my quarterback. I last minute took Russ out of my lineup and put Burrow in, and man, was it was a Merry Christmas for me. It was. Um, he, That's the difference
1: in the win, I think.
0: Yeah, it was. Oh, we we were playing each other. This yeah, week we too. were. Yeah. Man, it was nuts, and he just kept. They kept throwing the ball. I saw a few press conferences after, because um, they were throwing the ball and they were up to like thirty points. Yeah, and they were they were trying to get him five hundred yards, um, which he did get five hundred yards. His stat line. And currently, right now, he is quarterback. He's quarterback eight right now. Yeah. And so he had 525 passing yards for four TDs and 11 yards rushing. And the crazy part is he had another touchdown and they called it back.
1: No way. I didn't see it now. So
0: he had over 50 points at one point and it got taken off the board. Wow. And I was like, dang, this is a big week. And then uh, to round that out, we have Joe Mixon, who had 31.5 points. And so what a combination when you're a quarterback, receiver, and running back all go over 30 uh, points. And so some crazy things. John kind of helped me put this, uh, these stats together. But this the Bengals are the first team in NFL history to have a 4,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard receivers, all 25 or younger in the same season. And so, man, have they put a core together. Yeah. T. Higgins at 22, Jamar Chase at 21, Joe Mixon 25, Joe Burrow 25. I mean, they have got an offense if they stay healthy. And you throw in a veteran like Tyler Boyd, who's probably taking these young guys under his wing and really helping them out. Yeah. He's not having as big of a season as he normally has, but – I'm sure he's just that veteran presence that they need. Yeah, on the roster, and so the Bengals had a showing this week, and I think aren't they a one or two seed or right now in the playoffs? Uh,
1: probably in the AFC.
0: I, I think so. And so I mean, they they played well enough, and they'll probably be in the playoff mix.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Go Bengals, man.
0: Go Bengals. <laughs> so uh yeah, what
1: do you got for us uh, yeah i called this guy out i think maybe last episode or the episode before but he's just, just been on a tear these last four games and maybe the only fantasy relevant guy on the lions um amon ross st brown was nine for 11 for 91 yards and a touchdown that's 26 points um for us in, in our ppr scoring uh and get this the the more impressive thing really is his last four games Um, He had he's had 10 catches on 86 yards and touchdown eight catches on 73 yards eight catches on 90 yards and touchdown and then nine catches on 91 yards and touchdown for 24.8, 15.3, 23.5, and 26 points, all consecutive in four weeks. Um, so he's been on a tear these last four weeks.
0: He just can't break the 100-yard mark, though, can he? Yeah, he can't, <laughs> can't
1: quite get there. But uh, this puts him uh, and OBJ as the only rookies in NFL history with at least eight catches in four straight games. Um and I did look I did look this up. Um I don't know if I saw this on Twitter, so I don't know if this was before the Dolphins game, um, or if they're not counting this game for Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle hit the last four games he's played, he's had eight catches or more, but he didn't play against the Jets. Um that's right. In that in a gap. And so like the you know, there it wasn't technically four consecutive games, like consecutive scheduled games. It was his last consecutive game. So anyway but just just really impressive i mean he's stepped it up for the lions in a big way um you know toward this towards the end of the season it'll be really interesting to see how he does in the future years i mean like you know is he making a name for himself to be a wide receiver two or flex candidate you know in the future whereas he went undrafted and and not on a roster for a long time in our in our league and i'm sure in many leagues so um Shout out to Amon Ross St. Brown. If you listen uh, to our podcast, thanks, and keep up the good work, my man.
0: Yeah, and it kind of uh, brings me back to last year, like, like a James Robinson, undrafted guy who had a phenomenal season. Yeah. But yeah. that was over the whole season. But, I mean, Brown's had 35, I think it's 35 catches over these this four-week span. That's yeah. just crazy.
1: It is. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I I don't. I mean, he's been you know, and the Lions are are bad. They're not good. I don't think Jared Goff is that good of a quarterback. Um, but he's he's been able to stand out. You know, um, it'll be it is is interesting to see. He's a rookie, so it'll be cool to see if he can keep continue that. Um, obviously, I don't know if he'll continue this pace. I think the Lions have a lot of questions they need to answer in the off season, but um. You know, it's just cool to see a guy step up like that.
0: I would love for him to beat OBJ's rookie record
1: (laughs) so that he doesn't hold it. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Okay, that is our top performers from last week. I mean, before we get into our league specifically in the championship game and maybe some just info from our league, any other just fantasy relevant stuff you want to throw at us before we hop into our league?
1: Um, I was gonna save this for the end, but I might go ahead and say it now, um, and then save a different one for the end. Um, Let's do it. So it's kind of fantasy relevant in the sense of you don't you don't want to have any of these guys as a quarterback in on your fantasy team, probably. Um, we've talked about in the past how Notre Dame is an overrated uh, football program. Notre Dame quarterbacks. The last 24 games that a Notre Dame in the NFL that a Notre Dame quarterback has started, they've all been losses. The last 24 times a Notre Dame quarterback has started, they've <laughs> lost. Four by Brady Quinn, four by Jimmy Clauston, 15 by Deshaun Kaiser, and then most recently, one by Ian Book uh, for the Saints. That's the longest streak wow. by starting quarterbacks from a particular college since 1950. Wow. So, don't draft or pick up any former Notre Dame quarterbacks in your on your fantasy team, and you probably will do pretty good.
0: Well, honestly, or, or
1: you won't do bad at least.
0: <laughs> I would love to see a every single position. I mean, how many successful Notre Dame players, players right.
1: yeah, do sure. we have in the NFL? Yeah, I couldn't name. I couldn't name one. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, none are coming to mind. I know we're probably missing somebody, but oh, uh, isn't there a receiver? Is there? Uh, uh, that's not where Michael Pittman went, right? No. The, where's the? Who was the receiver? Oh man, this is slipping my brain. It's going to bother me. They had a big time receiver, uh, and he's playing. I'm looking it up. I feel like.
1: Okay, I just googled Notre Dame wide receivers in the NFL. Kevin Austin, Avery Davis. No, that might be their current guys. Hold on. Um, Chase Claypool. Did he go to Notre Dame?
0: Yes, that's who it is. Okay. That's who it is. Yep.
1: He's probably the most successful Notre Dame player in the NFL.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Chase, Chase Claypool, who is, you know, maybe a, a flex consideration.
0: Yeah, for sure. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Man, that's a good one. Good one to throw that out there for sure. Uh, Are we ready? Are we ready to break down the championship game? Yes. Okay. Let's do Let's do it. So, guys, FL, FFL participants, league members, we are down to our two final teams and one i think one team everyone could probably have said man this team could be there and then the second team has just traded their way into before brother.
1: before we get there let's just recap really quick how we got here okay let's do it okay so we oh, had the number 1 seed overall chubby girlies are swift playing no keepers league number as the number 8 seed um i Honeycutt and I both picked No Keepers League to win uh, this game and also to win the league. No Keepers League got demolished 127.8 to 78.3. So Chubby Girlies, um moves on. Um, then we had Gangsta's Paradise as the number four seed against Big Easy as the number eight, five seed. Big Easy also got destroyed. Gangsta's moves on then we had hold my cooks over run dmc the Barry brothers and cooks squeaks out a win by like three and a half points over run dmc and moves on then we had the william and falcons over or against daddy kyle will, will and falcons were number two seed over daddy kyle number seven seed the falcons also won by like six points okay was, so move, it
0: was tight it that was, was a tight. tight race Came down, down to, the, to wire. the
1: wire. So did the... I think the Cooks and DMC game came mm-hmm. down to the wire too. Yeah. Um, so there was several times when projections showed the the losing team was going to win. And, and mm-hmm. anyway, it was just crazy.
0: So then in round two, um, which I, I think this is something we need to say, our one through four seeds all advanced. Yes. Round which is two. crazy. So it kind of played out the way that... It should. It should. Um, yeah. And then... We go into round 2 where we had Gangster's Paradise playing as the 4 seed playing the 1 seed um, in Chubby's Girlies are Swift and of course Swift pulls it out with a pretty big margin. But I think what was interesting this week and I'll go ahead and say it now is it was there was a lot of covid plus yes. uh, a lot of people out and man some rosters were looking really really slim. Um, but then there's some guys that hopped in and had some really good performances uh, to kind of help a team out. Um, yeah, I mean when not- you're
1: when you're gangsters with this game against Chubby Gurley's, you know he's having to play Mark Ingram, Emmanuel Sanders, Fa- uh, Foster Moreau actually was decent, uh, Laquan Treadwell. I mean
0: yeah, but get. Ooh. Beckham, Sanders, Treadwell were his three receivers. Yeah. His one and two receivers and his flex. That's just bad. Yeah. And I mean yeah, that's he could rough. have played, he could have played Zach Ertz in the flex. Um, but he had James Connor out, Travis Kelsey was out. Swift um, is out. Davis was out, Swift was out. I mean, just just tough. So, man, just a bad week to be having that happen, but Swift pulled it out. He was ready. Um, and then the next game, we had two versus three. We had Hold My Cooks at three and willenium Falcons at two. And the Millennium Falcons blew out Cooks um, 132.9 to 98.4. And, again, Cooks had some, some COVID stuff. Hunt was out. Evans was out. Lamar Jackson was out. Mike Williams was out. Uh, so just a tough week. And then obviously Samuel and Devontae Adams had big weeks and it really helped the Falcons get there. Yeah. So any other recap we want to go to before we, obviously we know who are in the one and two seeds. Yeah. I don't,
1: I think we, we can just review this game.
0: Okay. So it is the Millennium Falcons as the two seed against, I guess our most dominant team of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were number one. Chubby Girlies were number one in the power rankings for most of the season. I think they were not maybe the very first power rankings and then one other one. And besides that, they were the top team all season long. Um, they are coming into this championship with, I think, the best regular season record, if I'm not mistaken. Unless um, Cooks got them on that. No. No, no both they, were 10 and four. they both were 10-4. They both were 10-4. So, yeah, still one of the best – regular season records um i don't know if i've mentioned before i'm pretty sure the regular season champion like that with the best record has never won the championship maybe they've won once um but it's definitely not a common theme to have the the best record in the national in the in the champ, you know to win the championship and have the best regular season record but without a doubt i mean chubby girlies has had the best team all season long they've been super consistent um and that's they've dealt with patrick mahomes being in his slump they've dealt with you know nick chubb um
0: being out, the lineup being out hard, a lot being
1: out a lot melvin gordon getting some some carries taken away by javante williams they've had cooper cup and jamar chase who have both been really great obviously i mean th- those guys are both top four wide receivers this year um dawson knox has been okay uh you know i mean they they all across the board it's going to be i mean as good as and as stacked as the william falcons look on paper it is going to be tough um a tough out to beat chubby girlies here
0: yeah i agree i mean i'll, I'll go ahead right now and i'll i will apologize to the owner wally i i guess i've just continued to overlook you every single week especially these probably last four to five weeks i'm like okay he lost and he had all these players out so wally you deserve to be in a championship game you deserve it Great i player. will
1: say i mean we most of the time we picked Chevy girlies to win each week or you did especially because you don't pick against alabama is what we kept saying so yeah as much you know and and to to the William Falcons or Will Will who does the power rankings made a great point to Wally in the text, which was hilarious. Wally was complaining about how we were dogging on his team. And Will was like, dude, you're literally been number one in the power rankings forever. You know, such a Dabo sweeney move. Anyway, it was just funny. Um, but yes, I agree. Wally, hear it. If you don't haven't heard it to date, which which we have defended your team at times, but if you haven't heard it to date, hear it now. Last game of the season, when it all matters, your team has been incredible, Um, really, really good. Uh, Will has put up a great team, has compiled a great team. Wally Mm -hmm. drafted a great team. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, who pulls out the win here. Will, who's one to make, who is one to, to, it doesn't shy away from making moves. And Wally, who just drafted a great team. I mean, most of these guys he he drafted. So, um, yeah, good job, Wally.
0: Yeah, and then on the flip side, I, I will, as much as I don't want you to win this week, and he's not on this podcast because we didn't want any bias. That's actually not true because the technical difficulties, but anyways. <laughs> um, you have traded, you have willed and dilled, and you have compiled an incredible roster for the playoffs. I will give it to you. Um, when you have Kyler Murray. Saquon Barkley, Gibson, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, Gronkowski, Samuel. That is an incredible lineup. There are some question marks on both sides, and we'll get to that in just a second. But I wanted to go ahead and just give both managers their their props and their due that they deserve. They're in the championship game. Um, So I really kind of want to –
1: I will say to that point, if, if you showed me these two rosters at the beginning of the season, before we knew anything, before we knew Cooper Cup would be on the tear that he is, before we knew any of that stuff, hands down, I would have said, the Millennium Falcons roster is winning this by 50 points. I mean... Oh, yeah. Good grief, this team is stacked. Especially talking about the beginning of, of the season, you're like, you, you assume Saquon's going to be healthy by the playoffs. You Antonio Gibson was like, some some ESPN analysts, fantasy analysts, were projecting him to he could have won RB one on the whole year because of just what they were thinking about him. Obviously, he's been dealing with injuries this season, but he's really turned it on as of late. CD Lamb, Devontae Adams. I mean, you you went through them. It's crazy how stacked this team is. Debo Samuel, it's nuts. It's nuts.
0: Well, yeah, and and on top of that, now looking at it now, the Falcons' weakest link is Barkley, which is crazy to say. I yeah, mean, it, it is. He hasn't well, quite picked I, it back up.
1: I would also, I mean, uh, the Chiefs D is also, and I know defense is kind of like, I don't know if that can be your weak link, but.
0: Well, no, that may be the difference this week, though. It's um, important this week. He,
1: need, he needs to, I think he needs to pick up on a, a different defensive. I mean, surely he can find someone better, especially with the tear the Bengals have been on. He, Chiefs play the Bengals this week, so. Um,
0: yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, you may want to go to the waiver wire. I don't know what's out there. Maybe you can find a good matchup. Um, But on the flip side, he's got the Bills D um, and they've been really good all season. And now they're playing the Falcons. So right before I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, though, because I want to actually break down each individual uh, position and who we feel like is going to win the position. And then we'll compile that together for who we feel like is going to win the week. Yeah. Is that cool? Can we do that? Yep. Okay, so. As we walk into their roster, um, they I would assume that they're going to start these two guys. I don't see any reason. I'm like looking at the rosters. I don't believe so. So it's going to be Kyler Murray for the Falcons against Patrick Mahomes of, this, uh, of the Chubby Gurlies. So Kyler Murray is playing Dallas. Their defense has been really good. A lot of turnovers. And then Patrick Mahomes is playing Cincy, which their defense has been better too. And so... John, I'm going to toss it to you first. We'll kind of we'll flip flop who goes first, um, first and second. Um, but who do you feel like is winning?
1: This you know, this is that's a great question, and I love Kyler Murray. I love his game. Um, you know, I think if he runs more, I think he, they he he would do better. He just hasn't run as much this season as he has in past seasons. Um. The Kansas city offense has been not as good as they, you know, as they should be um, with all the weapons they have Um, still though. I mean, I got to believe that Dallas it's at Dallas. They're going to be playing in Jerry world, the defense that the, the front line of for Dallas, you know, with Micah Parsons there and DeMarcus Lawrence and those guys. I mean, I think Kyler's going to, they're going to give Kyler some fits a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes here just because I think he has more weapons. I think the Cincinnati D is not as good as the Dallas defense. Um, It's coming down to the wire for, for the chiefs um, as it is for the, for the Cardinals, but I I still think I'm going to put it in. I'd, I'd I'd rather put the ball in Patrick Mahomes hands uh, local East Texas guy. Uh, I think he's going to win this battle.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think he has a little bit better matchup and, I, just a little bit more consistent maybe is a word. I don't know. I, I, he just has played a little bit better over Kyler recently. So I'm going to also give the nod to Mahomes here. Um, yeah, for sure. So RBs. So they have Falcons have Barkley as their RB1 and Chubby Gurley's has Nick Chubb. As their number one running back, um, I'll go first here. We both went with Mahomes. I'm going to write that down.
1: I'm. I put it in the notes at the very okay. Bottom.
0: Great. <sighs> Let me. I want to do some a quick deep dive. Um, Chubb is back, like back, back, right? He's I healthy. Think so. Yeah, he had 28 points last week. He had 16 the week before. Got in the end zone both weeks. Hunt has been out is hunt still out i think so yeah so i'm giving the nod to chubb here rb1 i think chubb is going to have a big week against pittsburgh pittsburgh has not been playing well they're not a they're like a really average team so nick chubb
1: yeah i agree i think i haven't seen say you've seen it from saquon yet since he's been back um at least i don't think i'm pulling up his his past games here um. Yeah, I mean, his best. He had two solid games the beginning of the season, and then was out with injury. And his, since his injury, his best game was against the the Chargers. I almost said the Clippers. The Chargers <laughs> um, uh, at eighteen and a half points. Um, since then, he was nine point four and three point eight. I have not seen it from Saquon. Um, I think Nick Chubb is going to take this away because Pittsburgh is not very good.
0: Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think. This is a really big difference. Barkley just – let me see. He – the week 14 was the last time he was over 10 points. Yeah. And he did go back-to-back 13 and 18, but he hasn't – he's only gone over 20 points twice this was Pre
1: pre his his injury.
0: Yeah, and so on the flip side, Chubb has gone over 20 points. One, two, three, four – five times. So the likelihood that that's going to happen for Chubb is a lot higher than Barkley. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of like the matchup better too. So, uh, both went with Chubb. Okay. So RB twos, um, we have, um, Antonio Gibson for Washington is the RB two for the Falcons. And then we have RB two for the chubby girlies is Melvin Gordon. um, Mm -hmm. You're gonna go first here. I. I have a s- sneaking suspicion that. Gordon is not gonna play in the RB two spot for this team.
1: I I was just about to say that because I think Henderson is out for the Rams. Yeah. Um and uh Sonny Michelle has been in whenever he's been in for Henderson out uh he's been a killer, yeah. so let me let me just say this if it's if it is Gibson versus Gordon I'm going Gibson all the way. If it's mm-hmm. Gibson versus Sony Michelle, I I think I'm going to give the edge to Sony Michelle just because of the terror that he's been on. Um, I don't know how good Baltimore's defense really is. Um, Gibson going against Philly is that's tough, but there's not a lot to love about Washington right now. Um, maybe besides Gibson, uh, but still. So I'll say that if it's can I can can we do that? If it, I mean, surely surely, surely he's going to start Sony Michelle.
0: Yeah, I wish I could text him right now and ask him. But I agree with you. I'm going to say the exact same thing. Gibson has the edge over Gordon, but uh, I'm giving Michelle the edge over Gibson. Mm -hmm. So we'll play it like that. Um, Okay, to the wide receivers. Um, I really want to move. We're going to go straight up. I really want to move the best receiver up to the wide receiver. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I know, but, but it you can't like it doesn't. ESPN doesn't let you do that.
0: Yes. Anyway, so the wide receiver one for the Falcons this week is Ceedee Lamb, and then the wide receiver one for Shelby Gurley's is Cooper Cup. So, oh man, it's your turn to go first. No, is it my turn? No, it's your turn. No, it's, I just went shoot. first. I was deferring. Um, <laughs> I really do think CeeDee Lamb is going to have a really big week against Arizona because I think it's – uh, either the Cowboys are going to need to ground a pound and take some time off the clock, which is possible and they can do, or uh-huh. they're, they are going to be throwing the ball all over the field. Um, and so because of that, I really, really, really want to go with CeeDee Lamb, but I can't. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup cause he's the number one receiver, and he has had one two three four five six seven, eight, nine ten eleven he's had eleven games over twenty points and he's had one two, three, four, five six, six weeks over thirty points wow,
1: okay, so wh- why don't, don't we why don't we do this? Why don't we make it do what you're saying and say it's Adams versus Cup and lamb versus chase? Okay. Would that would that change your answer?
0: Um, that would make it even harder. I would need to take even more time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I want to keep it the way we got it. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think Cooper Cup has it here. I mean, there, you you don't bet against Alabama. You don't bet against Cooper Cup in the twenty twenty one season. Um, yeah, it's he's gonna take it away. CD's been good, but not that good. Um, you know, I I don't know. Doesn't Arizona still have one, a really good cornerback, Patrick Peterson? Is he still up there?
0: Yes, but um, I don't know if he's their one. I think they have a better okay. one.
1: Anyway, I, I still, you know, I mean, yeah. And if you talk look, talk about the weapons here, you know, I mean, CD still has to still has to compete with um, with Cooper and Gallup and Schultz and Zeke for receptions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Cooper cup is the guy and there's not nobody. I mean, he is their number one option. You know, I don't think that, I don't think CD is their number one option every single time. I think cup is the number one option almost every single time to score for, for the Rams. So I'm going to go cup here.
0: Yeah, it, it is interesting just to note that if Michelle goes in the lineup, that's a stack there and, uh, I don't know. They both have seemed to play well recently together, so I don't know if it's a big deal. But
1: well, yeah, and being a running back wide receiver, I mean, it's it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. But I don't think Cup. I, don't, I mean, Cup's production hasn't been hurt by by Henderson or Michelle playing real, uh, really that's well. True. So
0: that's true for sure. Okay, well, we're both going Cup over Lamb. All right, the next one we have um, wide receiver two for the Falcons is Devontae Adams, the number two receiver in the league um versus uh the wide receiver two for chubby girlies is jamar, jamar
1: chase. chase man this is tough i really want to pick jamar chase um <laughs>
0: who's going not... to be the first to do to pick an underdog
1: i know right and we're so far we've gone with the advantage that espn has given i know <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> on I'm not matchup. looking at it but no i know I I only am because it's showing me the rosters. I'm not actually picking because of that. But um, man, this is a tough one too. I I, I you know if it was Adams versus Cup, I'd probably still go Cup, but I might do Lamb over Chase. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Adams though. He. I mean, just listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, Adams last five games. Thirty-one and a half points, nineteen point four points, thirty-five point one points, sixteen point four points, thirty-four point four points. So, yeah. Chase on the other hand, he Will has
0: definitely got the better Adams than yes. I. Yes,
1: Chase started Man. off really hot, but his last five games is six point nine, ten point two, twenty-five point three, one point three, twenty point five. So, I think Adams has the edge here. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Adams.
0: Man, I'm right there with you. This is another one I really. Just like last week, man, I think that KC-Cincy game is going to be or similar to the Arizona-Dallas game. They're just going to be throwing the ball yeah. all day long. But, I mean, as we saw, T. Higgins got the most targets last week. Um, so I, I, I can't go against my boy, Devontae Adams. I'm going to go with Devontae. Yeah. I think he is playing hot. He is hot right now. Okay, right, tied in. Tied in. Here we go. So um, tied in for the Falcons is Gronkowski versus Dalton Knox for Gurley. Um, you're you're up on this one. I'm going to go with the upset here. First one, Knox over Gronk. Yeah, Even this is – I just saw Gronk is playing the Jets. Yeah. Shoot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. I just saw that too. Oh, but okay. Knox, Knox is playing Atlanta. So yeah, I mean they're both yeah. – Both bad teams that they're playing. Um, it's in New York. Gronk is playing at New York, so you know weather might be a factor there. Mm. Um, you know they're, I guess, Knox is playing in Buffalo, but um, but he's used to it, and Gronk isn't used to it. (coughs) <coughs> I'm going to go with Dawson Knox also. I think he ha- he's going to have the edge on this one. I just as good as Gronk was and Will 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 literally hate us for this cuz he was a big Gronk proponent. Oh
0: yeah.
1: It looks like it it looks like Gronk might be getting a little bit tired towards the end of the season here. It's been a long season for him. He had 11.2, 4.9 and 3.3 the last 3 games. Um Yeah. Looks like he might be getting a little winded. Dawson Knox, I think, uh, has been pretty consistent. He's had a few deads here and there, but um, against Atlanta, I think he's going to take it.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I was going to read this real fast. It's crazy to think he had nine targets against the Buffalo in week 14, Gronk. He had 11 targets in week 15 and only caught two balls.
1: Wow. That's surprising.
0: It is. In week 16, though, he was down big time to only two targets. So um I don't know, man. I'm gonna stick with Knox. I'm gonna stick with Knox. Yeah. But I think Gronk he he is due for a, a better game. Okay. Um the flex position You know
1: here what? Here. I'm changed I'm gonna change to Gronk. You talk me into it. <laughs> Gronk. Uh,
0: I said too much. We needed to have something different. Yeah, yeah um let's see so in the flex but, but
1: i'm not a sellout i'm not doing it just because we had to have something different i actually i i'm choosing gronk here i'm not a we're not one of those shows that that does the opposite take just to have something to argue about
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we're we not we don't do that stuff um okay i'm just i'm looking at the benches real quick i don't think anybody else is going to start in the flex
1: definitely not for the falcons
0: yeah, definitely not for the Falcons. Um, and I doubt it for, yeah, I doubt it for Gurlies either. So who we have here is we have Debo Samuel, which he's the number four receiver in the league, um, versus Tyler Lockett for chubby Gurlies in the flex. Is it my turn? No, it's your turn to go first.
1: It is my turn. Both Great. are playing bad teams. Debo's playing Houston. Tyler Lockett's playing De- Detroit. Debo may not have Jimmy G, um, which might be bad or good. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> could be really good if they just manufacture touches for him. Um Tyler Lockett, man, he's been yeah, you know, we talked about him a lot as being really boober bust. Um, and and Russ has been pretty bad mm-hmm. um lately. He's gotten a little bit better, I guess, but man, this is a tough one. They both. I mean, Debo's averaging way, way more. He's projected a few more points, maybe two more points. I think. It, I think you got to go Debo here. I'm going Debo.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's see. I really want to go with Tyler Lockett because I think he's going to have one of those every time. You don't think. He's going to have a big game. He has one of those just crazy.
1: Yeah. He, or, he catches... Where he'll catch like five balls for 250 yards. Yes, and, two and have two touchdowns.
0: <laughs> and they're playing Detroit, and I just – I'm trying to remember. I really want to base this off like cornerback matchups.
1: Yeah. Um
0: And I'm trying to think who has the best um, cornerbacks. But I mean – I don't think either have great, but – Yeah. Um, uh, I I think I have to go with Samuel I, cuz I think they're going to find a way as much as he's been rushing the ball like he is going to they're going to find a way to get him touches especially yeah. if Jimmy G's out they're going to be yeah. like let's get it Samuel so I'm going to give it to Samuel okay okay defenses um we have the Chiefs D against the Bills the Falcons are playing the Chiefs D, and Chubby Gurley's are playing the Bills D. So I'm going first on this one. I am a hundred percent going with the Bills D on this one. Um, I don't. I kind of want to go over to waivers real fast and see if there's any defenses on the waivers that are worth. Okay, so the Bears, Giants, Seattle, or. Steelers?
1: I wouldn't. Bears. Who do Bears play? The Bears. Giants. Bears play the Giants. Giants play the Bears. Steelers play the Browns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not really. Uh, hmm. He also has Broncos. He already has Broncos against the, the Chargers.
0: Broncos against the Chargers. I'm not liking that matchup either, though. No. Um yeah, I'm I'm going Bills regardless. Yeah, going Bills. I am too. I think the Bills uh Bills take it on this one. Okay, and then the last one we have Carlson as the kicker from the Las Vegas Raiders for the Falcons, and then we have Bag how do you say his name? Bagley. Is that right?
1: Badgley? Bagley. Badgley, maybe, yeah.
0: Badgley. Um, from the, um, uh, from Indianapolis Colts from the Colts for chubby Garley. So your turn.
1: Oh, the, okay. Wait, are they, they're playing each other. That's kind of cool.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's yes. the kicker showdown.
1: <laughs> um, man, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Badgley here. Um, I think the Colts score more touchdowns than the Raiders, um, so he has more extra points. And then I I just think – actually, yeah, I'm going to go Badgley. I'm going Badgley.
0: Okay. I'm going Carlson. He's attempted 35 field goals to Badgley's 19.
1: I, I, it's a bad pick on my end.
0: <laughs> you never know, week to week. But uh, I will say, extra point wise, uh, Badgley has 38 extra points and Carlson has 26. Yeah, so, but
1: field goals are worth more, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so.
0: I would say on the opposite of what you said, I feel like the Raiders don't score a lot of touchdowns, and that's because Kick he kicks goals. a lot of field goals. Yeah, they can't score in the red zone, so I'm going to. Well, get he is Carlson.
1: averaging a, almost a point and a half, or a point and a half more than Badgley is. So,
0: yeah, so I'm going to go Carlson here. Um, on this one, and that wraps it up. And so let's go down real quick and see who did how. How many times did we give Falcons the nod versus Chubby's?
1: So we gave Chubby the nod and and quarterback running back one, probably running back two, wide receiver one. Uh, Defense were all the unanimous where we both gave Chubby the edge. Um, We gave Falcons the edge unanimously, wide receiver two, and flex. And then we split the tight end and the kicker. So okay. I feel like m- mostly what we're saying. We're position giving by the position. nod to
0: Falcons, right?
1: No, we gave Chubby the nod in one, two, three, four, five positions. Okay. We split two positions and gave Falcons two positions, and we gave Chubby the the nod in the main the top 4. I mean quarterback, RB1, RB2 probably if if Michelle plays you know instead of Gordon um and wide receiver 1. We gave Chubby the nod and all those. So I don't think the Falcons make up enough in their wide receiver 2 or their flex to overcome those four positions or their defense um to overcome those four positions. So we're, I think we're giving the the Girlies the edge here. Really, I mean, I don't know what. I mean, yeah, I would say that's pick pick by pick. That is clearly it. We gave,
0: but I mean, uh, even though I'm I'm kind of being devil's advocate here, um, or the opposite side, say Mahomes wins twenty two to twenty to Kyler Murray, and then. Chubb. You see what I'm saying, and so
1: sure. I mean, it's it not if, like, do, do you think Adams scores that much more than Jamar Chase because we gave Falcons the the edge over, and mm-hmm. and Adams over Chase, and do you think Debo Samuel probably scores that a lot more over Tyler Lockett? But you maybe not. I mean, you almost picked Lockett there, so
0: yeah. But I think that's the one place. That's the one place I would give it like if Samuel has a really good week.
1: Right, but on the same hand, you could have a you could have a a really good week. I mm-hmm. mean, Patrick Mahomes yeah. the last three weeks has had 20, 31.2 and 22 points. Kyler Murray the last you know, three weeks has had 18.1, 12.3 and 21.1. So Mahomes, I mean, you could have a 30, 40 point game out of Mahomes and a 20 Five point game out of Kyler, you know what I mean? Like it, it just as likely that you have a twenty-two and twenty point out of the homes and Kyler, you know? Yeah, yeah. So,
0: okay, I think I've just, I think I really wanted to pick the Falcons based off their lineup, but as we broke it down, and which was the reason we did it, uh, position by position, I think we both agree that I think we both are going to pick Chubby Gurley's.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I, you know, we all season long, we've talked about it. You don't bet against Alabama chubby girlies. You know, we also mentioned early or a little bit earlier, this playoff run, literally the top four seeds, won, then the top two seeds, won. it just seems like it's one of those seasons, the top seed wins chubby girly takes it. I think, yeah, this feels like a chubby girly kind of year. He won the one year he won previously. He rode the back of um, why am I blanking on his name? Todd, Todd Gurley. Yeah. Now he's riding the back of Cooper Cup. Arguably, you know, I mean, it'd be fitting that the number one wide receiver by a long shot is on the winning the championship team. I think all the stars are aligning for Chubby here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it really comes down to um, I think he needs to make sure Lockett doesn't have a dud this week. Yeah. Which is, is really possible big time because if there's a big point differential there, um, that could really help the Falcons. But I think totality of the roster, as we broke it down, I'm going to give the nine to Chubby Grizzlies. And I mean, you just, especially in the championship game, you don't bet against Alabama.
1: Yeah. I will say too, I'll, I'll repeat this for, for what Will said. Um, you know, he, uh, He wanted to mentally prepare for the championship, so he he removed himself from the conversation. Sounds like he sabotaged his own technology. Um, Just kidding. It wasn't on purpose, but maybe it worked out for the best. He's picking the Chubby Girlies to win it all, and he's sticking with it. He's a really good – they have a really good team. He thinks they're going to win. But he did want to give a shout-out to himself. His strategy to trade into the finals worked, and now he has a shot. So – uh, he wants, he needs to get 20 or 30 from his running backs. And if he gets that, he thinks he has a good shot, which I think he might need like 30 or 40 from his running backs. But
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I may throw in on top of that flex battle. Barkley is going to have to have a really good week. Yeah. Um, on top of everything else for the Falcons to pull it out. Yeah. Yep. Well, man, that is our last pick of the season. That's it. You feel good about it?
1: You know, I feel good about it. I I uh I think Chubby's going to win. I think he's going to get his second title. I don't think uh the Falcons will get their fourth title. I also hope the Falcons don't get their fourth title. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. I I do hope it's close. I mean, it, I I really hope it can be it can be real close at the end of the end of the End of the game here. I'm, I'm trying to see when they play. When the players yeah, I was going to see plays. what's
0: what's going to be the big matchup to like end. Who are the players left? So
1: okay, chubb plays on Ch- at, on Monday,
0: and so does no. Will doesn't have no. anybody
1: playing on Monday. Dang.
0: So it's gonna man, and what a guy to like end. Oof. Yeah,
1: you know what? I don't think Chubby Girlies uh, would have it any other way. Oh, yeah, to lay it all on the line with Nick Chubb on Monday and night it, against Pittsburgh.
0: honestly, let me see. It may not even come to that. He may be winning before Chubb even laces it up
1: well, let's see it it's going to be one of those weird ones, and I always feel weird about this when um when I have a fantasy lineup um but there it's it really is hit or miss. I think it's pretty pretty fifty fifty but if he subs out Michelle for Gordon. He's going to have most of his guys done by the 325 game because because Michelle plays at noon, mm-hmm. except for Chubb and, and the Lincoln. Falcons. and oh, oh, yeah,
0: plays at 325.
1: Well, the Falcons, I guess, are the same way. They have one player playing on Sunday night, uh, Devontae Adams. So yeah, we'll see. We'll, we will see. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have a really good view of what everything's going to look like after that afternoon games. Yep. We'll see what it's shaping up like.
1: Projections projections are giving the Falcons the edge by less than a point.
0: Really? Okay, I yeah. can't see projections on mine. So it's for some reason. Yeah, projecting
1: them. the Falcons to get 130.4 and the Chubby girlies to get 129.5.
0: Yeah, but that's without Michelle. Without Michelle,
1: right, right.
0: If he's in the lineup, that's three points and then he's got the nod.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. Man, what a riveting and exciting matchup. I mean, honestly, Chubby Gerthes deserves to be in it. And like we said, Falcons has made a lot of moves to put himself in this position uh, to get here. And so let's see here. Anything else we want to talk about?
1: I don't think so. I have a cool thing to close with, um, but that can be after, or I mean, I can say it now or, or whatever. Oh
0: yeah. Share the cool thing. What do you got? So uh,
1: the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins are the first team in NFL history to go on a seven game losing streak and a seven game winning streak in the same season. Crazy. Which is nuts. Really cool.
0: And they've worked their way. I mean, they still have a shot at the playoffs, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. They're, which is crazy, uh, but it's been it's been really cool to see Tua and Jalen Waddle, um, you know, uh, do do big things down there. So if only Miles Gaskin could catch on.
0: Gosh, he has been <laughs> a uh, the last few weeks. I want to let's just just for for kicks and giggles, I want to share with y'all. This is my predicament. It doesn't matter at all, but um, James Robinson. Went down last week. Man, just hate it for him. He's kind of been been banged up all second half of the season. Hasn't been great. Um, but I do not have a running back on my roster that is worth starting. I am back to Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin. Probably going to be in my starting lineup this week i know it doesn't mean anything
1: the ogs
0: yeah it was just rough man what a season it's been i just wish
1: go get cam Akers.
0: yeah maybe i will i mean i was actually i was thinking about uh getting the jaguars guy oh yeah but is cam Akers supposed to play
1: he might play. I mean, he's coming off injury, so they're probably going to be real careful with him. And they have Sony Michelle, so I but I'm just, you know, I mean, who knows?
0: Yeah, I feel better with the other guy from the Jags. You got like the,
1: hi- the highest projected is the uh, that uh, I don't know how to say his name. I don't either. Um, and then of course, if you pick up Boston Scott, then Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the guy in Philadelphia. So
0: yeah. So, anyways, just going to share with y'all. It's rough out there for a guy who traded away Devontae Adams to try to make the playoffs. They you had
1: to. It. You had to. It was I know. It was the only chance because you weren't going to make it for sure if you didn't trade that. So. Yeah.
0: But if, you know, you just want to – I would just want to rewind time. If I had just won one more week somewhere earlier yeah. in the season, man, that's just yeah. how – fantasy football is great. It's just awesome.
1: I really love that it came down to the wire for so many teams in our league this year. Yeah. That was awesome
0: it was great. Well, man, it has been a great season to talk about fantasy football. I guess we will see who is the winner of the FL FFFL league the next time we talk. So-
1: yeah, we'll uh we'll crown the champion at that one. We'll uh we'll talk about getting them at the the classic trophy that we get them uh get the champion of our league. We'll talk about some some awards, some player awards across fantasy football. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about league structure for our league. We'll, we'll see, but uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, tune in for our last episode, episode 17. It's been a great season, Honeycutt. Really enjoyed it.
0: Man, it is. i I'm excited that we will hopefully get to have Will back on next week to, to end with all three of us on, but man, I've really enjoyed getting to just hang out on Tuesday nights and talk fantasy football. It's been great. Um, So, I guess signing off for the season.
1: Almost. Uh, Almost.
0: Um, So uh, keep it chilly, my friends.
1: See y'all. Have a great week. Good luck to you in the championship game. Yes. Will doesn't listen to Fantasy fantasy Focus Podcast.